welcome to PwC IFRS Talks, your source of all things IFRS, technical accounting matters, business issues, regulatory updates, and current standard setting. I'm your host, Ruth Greedy. In today's episode, I'm joined by Marco Sullivan. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you very much. And today we're talking about navigating the stakeholder agenda. <laughs> so nothing to do with IFRS. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we like to sneak around IFRS. Yes. It's all interesting. We're getting racy all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> Please don't turn off you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please don't. I'll, I'll give some debits and credits at the end. <laughs> Stay tuned. So let's start. What does it even mean? What well, is the stakeholder agenda? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think at the heart of it, you know, I think there isn't anyone out there that can't recognise that businesses are under greater scrutiny than ever before. And you know, trust in business, a well-worn phrase, is at an all-time low. I think political regulatory pressure is being put on companies to better demonstrate the role of business in society. You know, governments alone cannot tackle with the, the issues that society faces and, and companies and, and their global reach and the, the sheer size of them. That there's a recognise that they have a bigger impact. And fundamentally, it's about boards being able to demonstrate how they have taken stakeholders and long-term considerations into their decision-making. Um, here in the UK, I mean, we're sit- it's really dominated the reporting agenda over the last 12 to 18 months. And we've had a number of regulatory changes that companies will be having to respond with over the next few months in terms of trying to respond to this agenda. Brilliant. So how are companies responding to that? Well, I think... Um, on the face of it, there's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. So, I'm, I, you know, I've never been through a, a reporting cycle that has really been dominated by one topic and, and in terms of stakeholders. And therefore, the reaction of companies almost feels like they've felt in their annual reports that they need to sort of find any reference to shareholders and just switch it with stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, in, in reality, replace. yeah, find, replace, and, and we've started to deal with this agenda. I think the more forward-looking, the more forward-thinking companies are actually, what does this fundamentally mean for the way that we communicate our strategy, our business model, our risks and our performance? And I think we're starting to see some companies recognise that actually stakeholders run to the heart of the long-term sustainability of their business, and therefore we need to talk about ourselves in a sort of different way. Okay, and so a lot of the stuff we'll talk about today is... Slightly UK focused because you're based in yeah, apologies. Yeah, but does that apply more broadly for the listeners not from the UK? Oh, this is a global agenda. I mean, um, you know, change is happening. You know, if you look around, also a number of globally, a number of territories. I mean, you've got some of the bigger initiatives that are driven by this sort of pressure on companies, such as um, the Task Force for Financial uh, for Climate related financial disclosures, so TCFD, you've got the the global push around the sustainable development goals, and then you've got sort of reporting initiatives like integrated reporting, which we've talked on previous podcasts, where we're seeing fundamental change, either in regulation or governance codes or um, recommendations for good practice globally, which is forcing, forcing, encouraging companies to look at themselves and report in a very different way, focusing far more on the, the, the sort of long-term, on stakeholders and, and on the wider impact. So I think, yes, there are some sort of specific examples in the UK, but there isn't a, really a, te- a country out there that hasn't been touched by the stakeholder agenda. Perfect. And 
how like stakeholders obviously you know massively broad how do companies show regard for all of their stakeholders i think that that is at the heart of the challenge yeah. because um i think a lot of the change that's co- that's being encouraged on companies is being driven through the annual report and the annual report already has a primary audience it's the shareholders wherever you are in, in the world and therefore there is this sort of dilemma um this conundrum out there about does it suddenly become a stakeholder or does it become a shareholder report? And I think the key for us, if we just think about that mechanism, because there's a whole raft of other channels where you can communicate to stakeholders, shareholders is key, and it's this sort of enlightened shareholder model that I think we're, we're advocating and we're seeing, which is that if you focus in on the key issues, the key stakeholders that will fundamentally impact the long-term sustainability of a business and what you're doing to manage those stakeholders, then that will be of interest to shareholders. So it's not about proliferating your annual report with a whole host of information on any yeah. stakeholder. It's really about being focused about what matters and explaining what an organisation has done about them and what impact they can have on your strategy and your business model. And if you do that, then you retro- you sort of remain true to the purpose of the annual report. Yeah. And I imagine one of the first things you need to do is sort of identify who these stakeholders are. Um, but I must admit that doesn't sound easy. <laughs> I imagine it could be very broad. Uh, what, what are companies doing to identify them? Well, it's, it can. Well, it is very broad. I, 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 the hesitancy is more that, you know, if you talk to a lot of companies, they'll sit there and go, well, our key stakeholders are our employees, our customers. And, yeah, you know, you, you've got your standard list, and I think the interesting dynamic at play here is, you know, there isn't a business out there that, if it is has been successful and will continue to be successful, isn't already engaging with its key stakeholders. Yeah, I think the challenge more is how do you formalize that process, demonstrate it, and actually ensure that you're engaging on the right issues at the right time because I think a lot of the engagement today has been piecemeal um, and some some of it is less engagement more one-way communication rather than listening and responding I think technology also needs to be taken into into account in that some of the stakeholders that may have been lower down um, the order in terms of priority actually their significance is growing in an age of social media and technology because they can impact your reputation far quicker than than others so I think it's a more of a fundamental review of actually what are we trying to achieve and what is our business model what are the risks and opportunities to that business and therefore which are those key stakeholders that can have the most impact on those risks and opportunities if you go through it, that process then I think you can become you can create a far more effective engagement mechanism okay so how do companies link or integrate their stakeholder reporting and their strategy I mean, I think that, that that goes to the heart of this agenda. You know, we just talked about how you identify your, your stakeholders. I think what we've seen today is that this stakeholder engagement, this stakeholder hold agenda has been driven largely out of the sustainability, uh, corporate social responsibility agenda. And as such, if you ask stakeholders about issues, corporate social responsibility issues, you get corporate social responsibility answers. Yeah. And as a result... Um, when it's done well, it still doesn't feel integrated. So the, you know, the regulatory changes that we've seen to date 
um, and that are coming in are requiring companies to talk about their stakeholders, how they've engaged with them, how they've identified the material issues, and how those issues have influenced their decision making. And I think it's that last question, which if driven by a corporate social responsibility agenda, does not allow companies to better integrate that engagement with their strategic decisions they've made. So I think if you start from the point that we were just discussing around strategy and business model and work through that, then companies will be in a better place to actually demonstrate and probably benefit from um, explaining how interacting with their stakeholders has actually been taken into account in thinking about the business model and how that needs to change the strategy and the strategic decisions they made and the risks that they face. So I think it's that start from start, the starting point needs to be different. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of companies out there familiar with the process, uh, but I don't think they're necessarily starting from the right starting point. The other challenge I think is, which we're seeing here in the UK, is how that then manifests itself in the way that the companies talk about their governance and the board oversight, because this is a, this is a governance agenda as much as a strategy agenda. And I think what we're seeing from companies at the moment is that a lot of this engagement is going on in the organisation, but it's how that engagement is sort of flows through to the board and how the board provides sufficient oversight and influence over that engagement and that decision making that, that becomes a bigger as bigger challenge. So I think what we're starting to see in organisations is management recognising that boards are going to be more have more interest in it and they need to do something different with it. So you've given loads of good like ways to think about yeah. starting point their processes, what people should do. Is there anything out there, like if people are listening and just thinking, I'm not sure where to begin or what I need to do, I'm sure you've got lots of guidance out there for people. Well, I, I, it's it's something that we're, we really are only just starting to, to, to look at. Um, we've got a couple of th- uh, sort of useful guides or insights um, that are available. So one, we, we annually look at the reporting practices of the FTSE 350, so UK-centric, but you can still learn from that, where we have looked at how companies are beginning to try and integrate stakeholder uh, or stakeholders into their reporting. Um, so that was published in September, and that has some useful insights and examples around this stakeholder game, uh, agenda. An exactly. The other thing that we've done is we sort of tried to take a step back and think more about process. So we're, we're stepping out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. which is, of course, reporting, to think about this whole process and how you need to start there in order to better communicate it. And so we published a, a sort of a practical guide um, early this year looking at the process that companies should go through and in that, we, we sort of try to create a couple of um, examples that try to bring to life how that then might manifest itself in disclosure. So I'd encourage you to look at both those. Both of those are available on pwc.com. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Mark. Always coming with lots of presents for our listeners. <coughs> the sort of Santa Claus of corporate reporting. Exactly. We're not bringing them my press. No, exactly. No, I know. Bring them something different. <laughs> you might be bringing me a whole new audience, but well, maybe not no. by the title that's still some my press talks. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Next time, I promise we'll do some debits and credits. And uh, thanks for joining us again, Mark. Like you said, all information on pwc.com. I've been your host, Ruth Preeti. Happy accounting and stakeholder reporting. The preceding programme was brought to you by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP. 
This content is for general information purposes and is not a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.